Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Economics Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping young people be successful with money. Join us as we discuss personal finance, financial literacy, investing, the psychology behind being financially fit, and much more. Here's your host, Jerry Dixon. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. And welcome to episode 59 of the Millennial Economics Podcast. Um, little housekeeping out of the way as usual. If you enjoy the podcast, if you've learned anything, um, you can subscribe on Spotify. Um, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps get the uh, it helps get the podcast to new listeners that are searching for topics that we talk about. Um, also launched a new feature um, among several new features that I'll be launching here soon, which I'm very very excited about. Some new services. Um, to give you a little bit of an insight that I'm uh, that I'm working on for Millennial Economics, but um, if you visit the podcast page um, on Anchor, which is our host, um, there's now the ability to support the podcast um, monthly um, at various different um, different different I guess you could say price ranges. So if you search uh, Millennial Economics, actually, you know, if you go to the website www.millennialecon.com. At the top on the navigation bar, there is support millennial economics. If you click on that, um, if, if that is something that you are interested in doing, you can certainly do so. Um, and it would be very much appreciated. It would help create new content, new types of content, new types of services, and that's always kind of exciting. So um, we will get right into the topic. So I wanted to discuss three things that you should buy in your 20s three things that you should buy in your 20s. And I think the overarching theme here is accumulate assets. And I'll be forthright, I've made lots of mistakes in my 20s. <laughs> my 20s were uh, very, they ranged quite a bit in the in, in my financial situation, my family's financial situation, and in the way that I think about money and the things that I purchase. And I've made lots of mistakes, but I think I've done lots of things correct and lots of things right as well. So all of these things that I talk about, most of them are, are things that I have done. Um, some of the things I wish that I had done better, some of the things I'd wish I'd, I had done earlier. Um, and I'm 29 getting ready to turn 30. And so I'm kind of rounding that corner um, into, into my 30s. And you know I think this is just a good reflection on things that I think that you should buy in your 20s. And again, the overarching theme is accumulate assets. So there's two there's two kind of categories here, and if you've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I talk about somewhat frequently, um, there's a there's an asset column that people spend money on. And there's liabilities. Assets make you money. Liabilities cost you money, and it's really simple. There's debates on what certain things go in which column and, and what have you, um, like homes or you know whatever. And we're not going to get into that conversation here, but I think the thing to think about most is what can I purchase in my 20s that will make me money later down the road. What can I purchase in my 20s that will make me money, that will be a good investment, that won't be a liability, that won't be things that cost me money? Um, what, what are those things? Okay, so number one, I'm going to say is knowledge. Okay, and there's lots of things that go underneath this umbrella. So knowledge could mean purchasing a book. It could mean taking a course. It could mean purchasing an audio book. It could also mean the more traditional um, uh, education that we think about, the more traditional routes of education that we think about, like college um, or going to university. Um, but it's doing it in a, if you choose that route, it's doing it in a, in a well-educated and purposeful way. Okay, um, If you cannot afford a private university, it means not going deep into debt 
and, and accumulating a ton of student loans to get that education. It means maybe going to um, community college for the first two years and then going to a state school after that, or it might mean going to a trade school to learn a trade, right? But it's accumulating knowledge. It's making yourself marketable. It's, it's giving yourself an asset to make money on for the rest of your life, okay? So it, when I was in my 20s, I still am, but early on in my 20s, I just did a lot of reading about entrepreneurship, about marketing, about sales, about speaking to people, and those things, even though it's not a traditional route, it's literally just me buying books. I don't have a four-year degree, so I never went to university. I never went to college. But it's just accumulating this knowledge that later on in life has proven to be incredibly valuable, not only in starting side ventures, but managing my money and also making myself marketable to an employer to get a great job and learning how to... Um, talk to people and sell, learning how to be a good leader, learning how to think like a business owner have all proven incredibly valuable for me. And the, the I don't even know how much money I, I, I spent on knowledge over the course of the past 10 years, but um, it, it wasn't a lot. It literally was watching quality YouTube videos and reading a lot of books and you know taking a couple courses and just that sort of thing. Invest in your knowledge early on in your life, and it will pay dividends. One of the best, and I, I read this, and I can't remember who said this, but one of the best investments you can make in your life is in yourself. The, the, one of the best uh, return on investment, one of the best investments with the highest ROI, I guess I should say, is investing in yourself and your knowledge. So I would highly encourage any twenty, any some anybody in their 20s to do so. Number two, a home slash real estate. And again, I give the caveat of you have to make sure you're in a good position to be able to invest in a home or purchase real estate wisely, right? Don't over leverage yourself. Don't purchase something that you can't afford. Um, go into purchasing real estate or a home with a extremely high level of knowledge, okay? Um, because just like anything else, something good done in a poor way um, can can turn into a nightmare for you, right? So we don't want the home buying process to be a nightmare for you, a home ownership to be a nightmare. We don't want you to uh, purchase a home that you can't afford and then something comes up like your AC unit goes out and then you're having to put that and you accumulate debt and then you're, it can turn into a very bad situation. Maybe you buy a home at way too high of a price and in several years, maybe you're upside down in that home or you don't have money for a down payment, right? So there, there are a lot of ways and we're not going to get super into it today, but there are a lot of ways to make buying a home a poor decision. But if you do it the right way, and if you have the financial means to do so, and you do it modestly, I guess you should say, with caution, then it can turn into a wonderful asset for you. I purchased my first home when I was, I believe, maybe 24, maybe even 23. We pur I purchased a home very early on, and there were lots of circumstances that allowed me to do so. I was not given any money to do so from family or friends, okay? So it's something that we did on our own dime, my wife and I. <clears throat> And purchasing that home, which was very modest, we lived in a two-bedroom, one-bath home um, up until two years ago when we had two kids. We lived in that home with two kids and a dog, okay? So yeah, we did not overextend ourselves, but that home appreciated in value 
and it allowed us to buy the home that we're in now, which gives us more space, and this home is also appreciated in value. Um, we follow a lot of the principles that I talk about regarding purchasing a home where we don't purchase a home that is... Uh, we like to purchase homes from from older people. <laughs> and I know that might sound kind of weird, but we like to purchase homes that are structurally sound, that may need some cosmetic work, that are in a good part of town. Okay, and then I come in and and we we redecorate and we paint and we fix a few things. If you've listened to some of the previous episodes, I just got done renovating the bathroom that we have here that was stuck in the 60s, <laughs> very stuck in the 60s. And this home is as proven, as well as our previous, to be one of the best investments I've ever made in my life. And it set me on a trajectory to have a great asset for years and years to come. Whether we keep this home or we sell it and purchase a new home, this is a great, great asset and has contributed greatly to our net worth. Okay, so purchasing a home or purchasing real estate wisely is number two. And finally, number three, um, it's starting to invest starting to invest and the investment doesn't have to be very strong or you don't have to be investing a ton of money necessarily um, because we go into each of these steps with caution and with a high level of knowledge. So right going into number one, we're reading, we're watching, we're, we're figuring out the best way <coughs> Excuse me, to go about doing this. We're not going into it blindly, but start investing in your 20s. Because of inflation and because of compound interest, which if you want to learn more about that, there's some previous podcast episodes that I would encourage you to listen to, also some articles on the website, www.millennialecon.com. But because of inflation and because of compound interest, your money when you're young is worth more than money when you're older. Okay, The money that you have and invest when you are young is worth more than the money that you will invest when you're older because of inflation and compound interest. So starting to build a habit of investing um, will set you on a path for later in life um, that will be successful. Your money will start working for you, okay? And that's the, start, that's the sort of thing that we want to start churning. We want to start learning that behavior. We want to start observing our money working for us so that we're motivated to keep that up later in life. We want to start seeing those wins early in life. What I did, and this is not financial advice, and I, I never give advice on particular stocks to buy, but what I did is I purchased um, very widespread, highly diversified ETFs and index funds. Index funds that followed a specific, um, well, that followed the S&P 500 particularly for me. And then also I did a little bit of dividend investing inside of um, ETFs and index funds, which again, if you want to learn more about this, there's, there's podcast episodes already recorded and to come that will teach you more about what this means. But I, I invested in highly diversified funds and watched them grow, watched the dividends come in every quarter. And when I did that early on in life, because in my, my early 20s, I knew nothing about money like I do now. But I, I did a little bit of research. I, I pulled the trigger in a very small way. I started investing $5 a week. I'm talking very small way with the Acorns app. And I still use the Acorns app to this day. And I started to see these wins and I started to see my money start to work for me and it was really, really exciting. And it set me on a trajectory, not only for my, the later half of my 20s, but for the rest of my life to be a habitual investor. And now I'm a very aggressive investor. I like to invest a lot of money, all of my margin that I can into investing because I've seen the way that money can work for you instead of against you. Okay, so let's review here. 
So number one is knowledge. Invest in yourself. It has a tremendous ROI. Number two is buying a home or purchasing real estate in a wise way and with diligent research. And number three is investing, starting to invest. And the way that I did it was into a broad, um, a very diversified index or ETF, index fund or ETF. If you, and I did that with Acorns, so I'll do a little plug here. In the show notes below, there is a link that if you sign up with Acorns, which is a phenomenal beginner app, beginner platform, I guess I should say, for investors, where you can set recurring investments automatically. You can do the round, use the roundup feature that they offer um, to basically sync one of your cards up to it and it'll round every transaction up to the nearest dollar and invest the spare change. They also offer a lot of different services now for retirement accounts, Roth IRAs, um, accounts for your children. They have a, a, a lot of services um, and they have just been awesome. I've used them for I think four to five years. But if you use the, the link below, which is my referral link, um, you will get $5 added to your account right when you sign up. So it's free money. And if you're considering investing, especially if you've never done it before, Acorns makes it super easy. You choose from a pre-built portfolio and it just puts money and diversifies it inside of the portfolio that you choose automatically. It's super easy. So that is all that we have for the show today. Thank you all for tuning in and we will talk very soon.